Blog Talk Radio. That is right. This is not a test. It's the real thing. Even though Kiki is not here, we do take a break in the summertime. The ChristCast 2020 does like to have some content during the summer months. And last year, we interviewed Pastor Garrett Casper. He had just arrived at his church, Christ Lutheran Church in beautiful Remsen, Iowa, about a thousand miles here from New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, up in beautiful western Iowa. And so we wanted to visit with him again after a year of being in ministry and ask him how things were going. And uh, I do want to make a quick clarification. I've been doing something called an internal family ministry, reaching out to members of my family who don't go to church, who have not been involved in the church in a long time. And one of them asked me, um, they say, sometimes you mention the name Annalisa. Who is Annalisa? Is that a producer or an editor? <laughs> no, um, that is my fault. Uh, Kiki's real name is Annalisa, Annalisa K. Culpepper. I've never asked um, Kiki why she was called Kiki. Maybe I'll ask her that in our final season, which is coming up starting in August of 2019. But sometimes as she's gotten older, as she's evolved from the irritating little kid who used to sit on the stage, even though I asked her to move several times during cross Lutheran basketball and volleyball games, um, into the young lady she is now. I just tend to call her Annalisa more often. So Annalisa and Kiki are the same people. Anyway, we caught up with Pastor Garrett earlier this summer, and uh, we were so happy to get him back on the show. Back on, and I know we had some topics you wanted to talk about. Yeah. The first thing I asked Pastor Garrett was, what's it been like a year into your ministry? What surprised you? Have there been any um, disappointments? Tell us about your first year at your church. So nothing has really, like, surprised me. And I think I could give credit to, like, Pastor Fraker for that as well, because he didn't really hide anything from for ministry as he prepares his bickers. And I think that's a good good thing to do because you don't want these guys to come out and be like, well, this was nothing like my vicarage or this is nothing I've experienced before. Things like I had a, a within my first two weeks, I had a funeral of mm. 500 plus people. Oh, wow. Come to that. Yeah, it was pretty much almost a third of the community came to this funeral. Wow. Um, I haven't had any weddings, but I've had three funerals. We're pretty active in the community. I try to do worship at the skilled rehab and nursing homes and whatnot. I, finally I, getting active in things like Financial Peace University. Uh, right, I saw my that. Wife to, yeah, <laughs> convinced my wife to be a facilitator for that uh, since no. she enjoys budgeting and all of that. That's not me, so it right. works for her. I follow you on Facebook, and I noticed that some of the things that you, you dealt with were very different than here was the weather during the winter time. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, but you're from up north, right? You're no stranger to cold weather. Right. I'm from St. Louis, and so the weather, it's not quite the same, but it, it, it's more, it's closer than being in Texas, I can tell you that. I'm sure. <laughs> My interest in the weather came from a Facebook post I saw Pastor Garrett 
had last winter about being careful when folks came to church that he had to salt the sidewalk, and I thought that was such a such a charming thing to imagine the pastor out there salting the sidewalk to provide safe passage for the members of the church. And I asked him to tell us a little bit about the church and the history of the church that he's serving at. So the church is, they just celebrated 125, 125 oh, wow. years. I think about five years ago, almost okay. five years ago. So it's been around a while. Uh, it's one of the three churches in this small community. <laughs> so that's interesting as well. Uh, we have an ELCA church right across the street and then the Catholic church to the, to right. the east of us and the north of us, whatever, northeast. Um, but the church, I mean, has had its ups and downs, like any church right. in America. You know, you see... Mm-hmm. When our grandparents and parents were kids at the attendance and things were great, and then now as my generation comes in, it's not not as good as it Mm -hmm. used to be. I told Pastor Garrett that I remembered from the couple of times I had to take defensive driving when I was younger that those two classes, they were years and years ago, but I, I remembered one little thing from those classes, and that was when you stop behind a car, always make sure you can see their back tires so you don't get boxed in. I don't know why. It's just the one thing that I remembered. Well, when Pastor Garrett was here during his vicarage, he said something to me one time. He used a term called post Christendom, and it has stayed in my head for a long time. And so I asked him what he meant by that. It is a is it a chronological benchmark that obviously it's 2019 years since Christ died and rose again, or is it a spiritual benchmark, or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both, and mm. I came up with a twofold definition for it. It's the first, the end of where the Christian narrative is known. So, for an example, when I play Bible trivia with my confirmation kids, they don't know the story of David and Goliath hmm. or Jonah. And some of those, and those are, you know, common narratives that if we ask, you know, like our grandparents, they would know the story of it. Whether they're a deep Christian or not, they would know the narrative. And then also the second being God in the church is no longer the center for morality. Hmm. But really the person themselves, it seems like it's almost the person themselves become, well, it's whatever I say is morally right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I have fact, to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, the seminary my last year had us read this book called by Stanley Hauerwas and William Willimon called Resident Alien. And they say North America is one of the toughest mission fields the church has attempted. Most Americans assume that we live in a society that is at least vestigially Christian. Hmm. We used to. And so really to modernize the book, what Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby do on Sundays for like a business is countercultural. Businesses say, well, we have to be open every day to maximize production, maximize, you know, income and everything. But what they do is complete opposite. Right. And, and in fact, both of them are probably flourishing more than any other business out there, don't you think? 
I do absolutely agree, although I would rather generally have a root canal without anesthetic than spend any time at Hobby Lobby. Of course, I uh, respect Hobby Lobby and their Christian principles, and of course, it gave me a chance for a shameless plug to remind everybody that our show is broadcast and podcasted live from Chick-fil-A at West Point Village in beautiful uptown New Braunfels every Thursday, most Thursdays during the school year. And I also asked Pastor Garrett, I said, you know, I can remember a few years ago at a Bible study over at Cross Lutheran, I said that I felt like for the first time the Christian church was losing in its mission. And I I told them about my favorite verse of the Bible, Ephesians 2.22, and you two are being built together into a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and of course the great commission, that, that command to go, which requires action, go and make disciples of all nations. And I asked him, how is the building going, the building of the Christian church from his perspective, and how is the going going? from his perspective as a pastor, somebody who's involved in both each and every day? Uh, yeah, we're not. I think <laughs> as the church in a whole, and I mean, you have outlier churches, yeah. um, but overall, I don't think evangelism is doing well. Mm. The Mormons and the Jehovah Witnesses do a great job. Whether it's successful they, for them or not, they're at least doing it. Right. You know, they're at least getting out there and putting themselves out there. Now, whether you, they bring in new listeners, okay, that doesn't matter. They're giving it a good shot. And I think we have too many churches where, well, I mean, we have people saying to restore our churches, we just need to have more babies. But that's, that's, a, that's totally just ignoring the commission. For my part, being able to do the ChristCast 2020 has certainly helped, and I'm not sure I feel like the Christian church is, is losing anymore in the context of its evangelical mission. But I asked Pastor Garrett, what would he say to somebody who finds themselves in that situation that I found myself in years ago where I felt like we weren't winning, we weren't being victorious in our quest to build the kingdom of God? Yeah, yeah. That's a hard thing because I did do a three-part sermon series using the uh, lost parables in Luke for right. that. They they just – it's so hard because they just have to find it with them themselves. And it doesn't even have to be – I have to go and talk to strangers. But nowadays if you just look next door, your neighbor probably doesn't go to church. Mm-hmm. Or within your own family. Out of, yeah, six and a half out of ten people in our community, in our small community, don't attend one of the three churches. Hmm. And so I'm, and everybody knows each other. So I'm sure there's somebody that you already feel comfortable with. And it's not even, you have to say, you know, give them a big thing about the gospel or Jesus, right. but just, Hey, I would, would like you and your family to come with me to church. And I think people think it has to be a little bit more difficult yeah. than what right. it needs to be. And of course, one of the most difficult things is convincing someone who does not even believe in the existence of God to make a commitment to go to church each and every Sunday. Pastor Garrett had a sermon coming up earlier this summer about, is God real? And I thought that was such a, a challenging subject to take on, and so I asked him about that. Yeah, so the, the basis is going to be around Psalm 19, and in fact, I mean, as the psalmist writes the psalm, he's 
looking at the beauty of creation and it's really only sin that muddles the beauty of the creation. I mean, what is it? I'm going to give an example of a woman giving birth. I mean, technically that's beauty and that's God still creating for us. And that's still how we see him. But even looking out into our world, I mean, you look up into the universe and you see all of these amazing things and you can't just stop to think, wow, that's beautiful. Or wow, this was definitely designed by a creator, not by just something, you know, particles coming together and out of nothing. And, you know, that just leads to depression. And, but I think people get too hung up on, well, we have to see God, you know, he has to come to me, but he's given us all these things. And even if you look at the psalmist, he doesn't solely base everything about the creator of the universe on just creation or on the world or whatever. He also adds in the scriptures, the word, and he says the word of the Lord is perfect. So there's there's, there's a tension where we can see God in the creation, but to really know his character, we have to be in his word. And finally, I asked Pastor Garrett, because he has that connection to New Braunfels, that the folks over at Cross Lutheran Church and School uh, would not let me forget it if I didn't ask about him and his family and how they're doing. They're doing great. They're doing great. Uh, Susie is seven months old now. Oliver, he's going to turn four and he starts school in the fall. As someone who can remember Oliver as a one-year-old baby crawling around at the church and in the community center, I was surprised that he was already four years old and getting ready to start preschool. I thanked Pastor Garrett for taking the time to visit with us on the show. Well, thank you. It was a joy. And since Pastor Garrett mentioned the book of Jonah from the book of Jonah, We may not be confident in ourselves or anything in our world, but we can be confident of one thing. The Lord hears us. It's great to catch up with Pastor Garrett. It is is of great comfort to me and should be of great comfort to you that there are still young men out there willing to dedicate their life to building God's kingdom, in this particular case in beautiful Remsen. Iowa. We were glad to get Pastor Garrett back on the show, and we want to thank you, of course, for listening to a special summer edition of the ChristCast 2020. Don't forget to hear the show. All you have to do is Google ChristCast. Well, maybe not Google. Um, Go online and look for ChristCast 2020 or say, Alexa, play ChristCast 2020 podcast. On behalf of Kiki Culpepper, my name is Jason Dias, and to God be the glory. This runs in life. This is, this is.